Are you ready to find the missing link in your wellness journey? Do you want to learn how specialized women-owned businesses can collectively help you achieve the goals you want for your mind, body, and soul? Hi, my name is Dr. Kelly Alhui, founder of Orthopelvic Physical Therapy, and Molly Atala, former teacher and manager of Orthopelvic. Together, we are on a mission to help women know that there is help for whatever their needs are. From cosmetic tattoo artists to naturopath doctors, we break down different methods and treatment that women may not know are available to them by drastically improving their quality of life. We believe that no one can achieve the results they desire going down one path with one practitioner. And that is why we come together to collaborate. This podcast is for all women, especially for those who want more information on improving their overall well-being and would like to learn about methods and treatment and care that they may be unaware of. So let us connect the pieces of the puzzle for you. While listening, you will learn about local female-run businesses and understand that when providers work together to have a collective approach, we can reach the best outcomes for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Collaborative Connections by Orthopelvic PT. I'm your host for today, Molly Atala, and I am joined by the wonderful Wendy Warren of Pediatric Wellness. So, Wendy, I am so excited as a mom and a woman and a citizen of the world to chat about pediatric health and wellness coaching, um, which clearly is a passion for you. So please tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. We'll dive right in. Hi. Well, thanks for having me. First of all, it's, I'm really excited to be talking to you and I could talk about this stuff all day. So, um, my name is Wendy. I'm a wife and a mother. I have three boys, uh, ages six, four and 14 months. Um, so it's a lot of boy, but, um, do you want me to go ahead and dive into why I do this right now or how do you- I would love that? Yeah. I would love for you to share with us. So yeah, as Wendy mentioned, she is a mom of three boys and she has had her own experience, um, with kind of the opposite of wellness, which, you know, we believe is illness and with, uh, her boys and some issues going on. So yeah, please tell us what got you so passionate about this work. So, um, my oldest, like I said, is six, he's about to turn seven in October, but, um, when he was born, um, he started exhibiting a lot of symptoms that doctors would call normal. Um, he was very colicky, very refluxy, like projectile flux, um, very gassy, which can be normal to an extent for a newborn, um, blowout diapers all day long. Mm. He had purple cradle cap terrible baby acne, um, and pretty, really bad skin. So he was exhibiting a lot of symptoms that doctors would tell me, uh, it's very normal. It's normal baby stuff. You know, babies go through this and, you know, there's some things that newborns do go through when they're transitioning, um, into life out here. The little bit of uh, baby acne is normal because they're getting rid of hormones. Uh, a little bit of gas is normal while their digestive systems, digestion systems are maturing. But to be debilitated by these symptoms is not normal. And just because something is common does not make it normal. And so I just really pushed and no one could give me any symptoms and or any um, assistance. Mm. He had very normal, um, vaginal birth. He was breastfed. So I was trying to do all the things that 
um, we're supposed to be doing for gut health. And just no one talked to me about gut health. No one talked to me about um, toxic load. No one talked to me about preconception, toxic load of a mother. Like these mm-hmm. are things that I started digging into. My doctors were just not telling me anything. Mm-hmm. And I just refused to take, to take these. Um, it's normal for an answer. So mm-hmm. I started digging dug some more and I found like-minded people that gave me information and I slowly but surely completely healed him um, over time. So um, those baby symptoms, they might grow out of them as, um, you know, they get older, they might grow out of the colics and the ref- the colic and the reflux and the baby acne and the cradle cap, but they will manifest in other ways as they get older. And for him, when he turned about one or uh, 18 months, he started getting eczema from head to toe. Mm. So the colic went away and then he started getting other, uh, more toddler, like gut mm. health issues. Now that we know with gut health issues, symptoms. Um, and that looked for him like eczema from head, like really bad eczema. Mm. I don't mean patch here and there. I mean, it was covering his arms and covering his legs mm. and randomly get rashes and he would randomly get swollen eyes. Mm. And he all in all just didn't look super well. And so I knew that that was manifesting and presenting in other ways. And so, again, I started searching and I started digging and I got very passionate about gut health with children. Um, and I got very passionate about decreasing a child's toxic load amount that they're taking in. Mm-hmm. Um, children these days have unprecedented amounts of things that they're dealing with coming at them in all ways. Um, I won't get into everything right now, but we have to look for symptoms of that toxic load bucket overflowing. And and so this is what I really got really passionate about because when I started doing that for him, he started healing mm-hmm. um, and he, he made huge strides. Now he's seven and he's extremely healthy. He has no allergies, maybe a little pollen allergy in the spring, but not bad at all. No allergies, no rashes, no, no swelling eyes perfect bowel movements, just honestly, the, the picture perfect of gut health. Um, and so I really had to educate myself and take matters into my own hands. And, uh, because I just was not getting help. Now there, mm-hmm. of course, there are a lot of doctors now that, um, recognize that these things exist and can help you, but for the most part, you will get stamped with like a normal, you know, it's normal. Um, oh yeah. And I just refused to take that. So now my mission is to help other parents going through this with their children, whether it be a chronic disease diagnosis or whether it be something small like an eczema or a reflux that we can, you know, nip that in the bud now before it does turn into autoimmune or chronic disease, which it will turn into. Because I really do believe that if I wouldn't had taken, uh, if I didn't take matters in my own hand, I really do believe that he would now be a kid with asthma, asthma or mm-hmm. um, other autoimmune stuff, because that's how it does manifest down the line for kids. Mm-hmm. So that's why I became very passionate about it. That's why I educated myself on it. <clears throat> and I really love to help other women and other parents realize that there are a lot of things you can control with your kids' mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. This is not, not just the uncontrollables. There are uncontrollables, but there's a lot of stuff we can do now for our children um, to help them beat the odds. So, yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. So as you were talking about that, um, when my son was a baby, he definitely had 
um, he definitely had like eczema and, uh, or a little bit of, uh, acne and cradle cap and all that kind of stuff and stuff that like, um, you know, like faded a little bit, but then he started to get little manifestations of eczema. And we were just like a little bit confused, um, as to like where it was coming from. And we did switch. I had gotten like a bib that a friend recommended and I did not, I like totally got rid of the bib and got like a cloth one. And that was really helpful for him. And then finally, and then I was super, it's kind of mad because I, um, like I take probiotics for myself every day and I did not know about like probiotics. Um, he was doing like some, uh, some breast milk, some formula. It was a combo situation. He's like a ravenous, uh, little, little monkey. Um, and I just like at his like peak, he was having like 40 ounces a day and I could not keep up with him. So, yeah. um, I was getting, um, and then I, I, I like a lot of Nordic natural stuff. It's a brand, they make fish oil, but they also like, I guess they're more known for their fish oil, but they have a lot of really great stuff and supplements for kids as well. And I started getting their probiotic little packets to like put in his bottles and he did not have any eczema after that. And I really didn't think about it because like, there were lots of things that we were doing to decrease his toxic load in terms of like glass bottles, organic food, you know, like farmed meat as much as we can, like stuff like that, that we were like working on, um, you know, making sure that he's getting like sunshine and bare feet and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's so interesting because I, I was definitely mad when I saw that I could have introduced that probiotic to him basically from the jump. Um, I think the one that I got, I don't know if it was like a six to 12 month or something like that. And before that he had so much of my milk that he was getting like probiotics and stuff, but around that six month mark is like when we saw that he was getting like some eczema and things. Um, and it's like, I was frustrated. And I think that's a big thing for us with our first babies of like learning so much and learning so much about like, I was, I was vegan when I conceived my son and my, my husband and I were both vegan. And whenever, when all of our friends were having crazy meat aversions in the first trimester, all I wanted was meat. Um, and I did not, yeah, I didn't eat meat until like the second or third trimester. And then postpartum, I like put everything back in and like so much red meat that I craved and all that kind of stuff when I was nursing. So I'm really grateful. Right body will tell you. Exactly. Your body will tell you what you need. And so looking back, like it was kind of frustrating and we're preparing um, to try to conceive our second. And it's just been so, it was almost kind of frustrating. And I was talking to um, one of our friends, Dr. Ryan Kennedy, who's a chiropractor with Connect First Chiropractic. Um, And we were talking about just what we didn't know when we had our first babies. And she was like, you're feeling like really great. Everything feels good. I was like, I'm eating super well, like exercise is great. Like I was in shape when I got pregnant with Jamie. Um, but I like definitely was lacking in a lot of nutrients and definitely could have, and like had a lot less body fat. And I'm like, wow, how did I, how did I like conceive with this, like lack of nutrients and things like that. And you feel kind of bad about what you didn't know with your first, but it is pretty amazing that we can heal. Yeah. It's a lot. And you feel like, like right now I'm just like, Oh shoot. Like I, my eggs are probably like super eggs right now. And I feel bad about the like sweet little egg. That is my son, Jamie. Oh, no. And it's such a mom thing to put it all on our plates. We're all, we're all doing the best that we can with the information that we have at the time. And you have to remember that. Um, and it's not to trigger anyone or to accuse anyone. I was not at all crunchy when I conceived my first, I thought it was fooey. I thought it was, you know, I used all the 
body care products that now we know are awful. I did all the things that you're not supposed to do um, in terms of your toxic load. And if I could go back, I would change it. And, and I think women, it needs to be a balance because we need to mm. know that things do affect us preconception. They do affect the baby down the line. So like if we can make that changes for future babies, that's great. But our past babies that we can't change we babies and children are so you can heal them. Mm-hmm. There's so much that you can do now. Um, so there's really no point in ever making yourself feel guilty about something that you didn't know at the time. Because again, as moms, we're literally just trying to do the best that we can at any given time with the information that we have. And that's the best that we can do. Um, but like I said, there is so much now that is controllable that we can help our children heal. We can decrease their toxic load buckets. We can, we can, you know, stop the pattern of chronic disease. This generation of children is the most compromised generation of children ever. We have, they have so much stuff being thrown at them at any given time. There's the highest number of vaccines that are given to them. The highest amount of products we use in our homes given to them the precon, you know, the preconception, the mother, we're under so much toxic load. Um, um, they're being hit with, you know, they're going to school and being sanitized from top to bottom. Like they really have a lot, you know, going against them. So, um, we have to do the best with what the information that we have, um, Definitely. And, then, and then let go of the things that are not controllable. And that includes your past. You can't control that. anymore. Wendy, stop asking me to forgive myself. Um, (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. And it's interesting too. And something that's really frustrating, of course, um, is the marketing that is out there for um, pregnant women and for babies and for children, because we know that we know that draft is unsafe. We know that, um, you know, a lot of these baby washes and skincare products and like mama oils and things like that are like truly toxic. Um, and yeah. I know for us, oh, go ahead. Destroy, babies deserve so much more than the ingredients that are in the common formula right now. Like yeah. the ingredients that are in formula, baby washes in the draft detergent, like these things, if you research them a little bit, but we don't research it because we trust that these things are good and safe for our babies. And yeah, so absolutely really passion of mine is that is to encourage women to start like we do not need to be doctors to research these things they are all over the internet um and a lot of times the more natural products or do-it-yourself products are a lot cheaper than those products so anyway yeah like we just babies and children deserve so much better than what we're giving them and marketing to them right now Absolutely. And as do we, and since you kind of hit on it, it's not like everyone out there who is decreasing their toxic load is really wealthy um, and who needs these services. So how do you kind of work with them and say, like, we're going to make some swaps slowly, or we're going to change, you know, how do you work with the budget? Cause I think some moms feel like it's in kind of an insurmountable challenge to change yeah. the budget. I, I totally agree. And uh, in terms of What I really like to focus on with people, especially if there's a budget is to look at the things that your child or you are eating a lot of, and let's try and improve those things. Let's Mm -hmm. not try and overhaul. Let's not try and overhaul your whole pantry. I'm not going to go through your pantry and just start throwing things out because let's look at the items that your kids are really eating often. Are they eating? Do they really love strawberries? Let's opt for organic. 
um, do you make a ton of chicken? Let's, let's hold off on getting the grass fed beef and focus on your chicken or vice versa. In terms of like products at home, that's the easiest swap because it can be a very minimalist approach. You can use one brand for everything. Like I like to, um, talk about branch basics because you can take their concentrate and literally make everything in your house, uh, hand soap, hand sanitizer, laundry detergent, kitchen spray, bathroom spray. It, it can be a very minimalist and budget-friendly approach, or there's tons of DIY recipes. I DIY my hand soap still. Um, so there's definitely ways that it can be very budget friendly. I also, people are very scared of supplements because supplements are, can be very expensive. So I really try and go with just a very couple inexpensive targeted supplements because those are always not my main priority. So when people think of health and wellness, they think of going organic, they think of natural, they think of lots of money. And yeah, it can be if you're not smart about it. Um, but I really try and focus on a few targeted things with families and try and crowd out the other things. Um, because if you're eating really good quality, three items that you eat a lot of, um, it will crowd out slowly. The other items mm. can gradually work towards things. I, I, like I said, I, and, and you know, if you do try and overhaul everything at once, people usually emotionally shut down. It's very mm -hmm. overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, so I try and focus on just a few targeted things um, and try and make those swap swaps out slowly. Cause, um, you do have to be very of budgets. Um, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, we use, we use concentrate to just make into a bunch of different cleaning products. And like, we got, um, a couple of bottles initially, and then it's, it lasts us for so long and like, you know, don't underestimate water and vinegar. It's, it's super helpful for cleaning and for toddlers that have really bad eczema. I want, while we're getting it totally under control, I like people to just wash the baby clothes in baking soda. Mm -hmm. like, just keep it as simple as possible while we're trying to decrease, we're trying to calm it down while we figure out what the triggers are. So it does not have to be an overly expensive process. It definitely can be, but it does not have to be. I love that. And speaking of our, our sweet little eczema bubbas, um, what do people typically see you for? So what are people typically coming to you with? I'm sure there's a litany. Yeah. So, um, there is a litany. It, I have had just, you know, your younger kids that are showing some mild symptoms of maybe some overflow toxic bucket, um, with some constipation, eczema, um, maybe some behavioral picky eating issues. Um, and then I do learn with, uh, diagnosed chronic disease. So okay. I do have a pretty good array, um, of people awesome. that, um, can you talk to us a little bit about things to be on the lookout for with our toddlers or young kids, um, that may indicate that there is a change that needs to be happening. So you mentioned, um, constipation, that's definitely a big one. What else? Yeah, I think I also should explain very quickly what I mean when I get that toxic bucket overload. I think you know what it means, and I think a lot of people listening do, but we all have a bucket that um, that we can, everyone can handle different amount of toxic load. Like, you can handle something totally different than me. Um, your kid can handle something totally different. Your kid, you know, might be great, totally fine with... Um, certain products and my kid can't, we all have a capacity that just our bucket gets filled. And when that bucket starts to overflows and we might have start having symptoms, it can be the eczema, the rashes, the allergies, the asthma, 
the uh, constipation. So things that um, to look out for, like you asked, um, any change in behavior is a big one. Sleep issues, um, constipation and picky eating. Um, and of course, skin issues as well. And I think um, a lot of people think that maybe sleep issues and behavioral issues are normal. And they are, of course, when kids are maturing, they go through growth spurts where my kids are really cranky and stuff like that. But as a mom, you know, when something is off mm-hmm. um, and, and picky eating as well. Uh, again, there are phases that kids will go through with picky eating. And then there's picky eating that can be tied with, with deeper issues. So those are just some surfacey things, um, that I think are important. And like I said, no one knows your kid like you do. So Mm -hmm. like I know that your kid is having, I know when my kid's having like an emotional growth spurt, they Mm -hmm. get cranky, get sleepless and it, but it's short and then they, it passes. Um, and you know what the difference is between like, Hey, my kid's having this, maybe this emotional growth spurt or my Mm -hmm. kid's having really like acting out more. Mm-hmm. He up in the middle of the night, he's suddenly more picky at eating. He's also kind of constipated. Um, so things like that, I think are, um, some things that are very easily fixed, but can, if, if ignored, will continue to manifest in other ways down the road. Yeah, that's a great, a great kind of call out there. And I think if basically like if there's something going on with your child that you can't quickly identify an environmental or socio-emotional like influencing factor that will give you a little bit of mama pause, then that's something that we should probably look into. Like if your child is potty training and they go through one day of like holding their poop, we don't need to freak out. Um, or, you know, like my, my husband, uh, spent the last year at home with my son and he's transitioned back to work and my son has been very cranky as he adjusts to both parents being at work, but it's like a clear, yeah, it's very clear to like figure out what's going on there. But yeah. And I think that's huge. I think just kind of saying our bodies are really powerful and what we ingest is really powerful. And our kiddos, it's, they're just so many things from, from when we're pregnant and kind of all throughout their lives, there are so many things that were really dismissed as like, oh yeah, some kids have this, some kids have that, but our kids don't need to. There's so many things, uh, like you said, of course, there's some things we can't control, but there are a lot of things that we can. And that's like you said, our kids really deserve better and we want them. And while, while they are in this place, like I, I don't fully, I don't like, um, kind of saying that our kids are resilient as an excuse to be like emotionally yeah, I, rude to them. <laughs> like, I think that's kind of gross. Um, all the adults are in therapy for their childhood children, because we're, exactly we're not that resilient. Exactly. Yeah. Not that resilient. Uh, but it, but, but kind of feel very quickly when given the, yes. Crime. Yeah. And think about it too, with like adults and like our taste buds. So if you, um, eat foods that have like a lot of different chemicals and like really long ingredient list and stuff like that. And you cut those foods out, your taste buds change and like you adapt really quickly and that's for adults. So when we look at these like sweet little babies that are growing, like we can give them such an edge. Um, and for us, Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. I interrupted you. Um, I think focusing on being able to control the controllables is really important because, um, if you really dive into the health space, 
you do, you can start to stress out about things. Like I know when my, I love my kids little school, but they do cupcakes all the time with tons of food dye for kids' birthdays. They do tons of hand sanitizer. They use like bleach to clean. And I know it's all really good intentioned, but I've learned to let that go because mm. I know home in my home, they don't eat food dyes. They don't eat high fructose corn syrup. I don't use those I don't use the cleaners and stuff like that. So I've really had to, and I'm a, a type A person. So when I did dive into this, I'm like, I'm going to control everything. You can't. Mm. So, and they're going to go off and do things at friends' houses and stuff like that. So you really do have to focus on where they are the majority of the time, which is at home. And it will make a huge impact. Um, so really try not to stress out about things that you can't control. Yeah, that's a really balanced approach because you do. Um, yeah, I totally agree with like daycares and and things like yeah. that. Um, we thought about that with my son because I don't think he's I don't think he's ever had um, any like food dye, but he hasn't gone to school or daycare. Um, and so that was, we we're like thinking about those controllables versus uncontrollables. And he hasn't asked, and let's be real. He hasn't asked us for sprinkles. He doesn't know what they are. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure if he did, I would be like, yes, yes, you can have, <laughs> well, for the, you can have this special ice cream. Um, so for us, I mean, it's been cool to kind of collaborate with health and wellness and nutrition and also pelvic health. I know for us as a practice at ortho pelvic, people may be surprised to know that supplementation and dietary changes are things that we look at as a first line of defense for pelvic health issues. Um, because oh. we're always with pelvic health PT, um, we want to be that most conservative line of defense. So medication, surgery, those are obviously higher levels of intervention. And for us, we want to stop those. So, you know, if a patient is dealing with constipation and they are not eating breakfast, we definitely want them to start eating breakfast. And we'll, you know, maybe we can add in some blueberries that are high fiber and low sugar and things like that. Um, maybe we can want to add some magnesium and just kind of see what we can do and like inexpensive things like that, we want to see what we can do with the wisdom of their own bodies um, and kind of connecting. And just, I find it's really cool. I'm sure you find with your clients as well. When you make the brain space and the intentional decision with yourself of I'm going to commit to healing, whatever this issue is, just that is sending healing to your body, just making that conscious decision and living it out and making those steps where it is easy. And like with our, you know, prenatal and postpartum clients and things like that, especially postpartum or prenatal women who have kids when they're like, oh my gosh, am I going to have like an hour of homework a day to work on these issues? And we're like, no, tell me, you know, if you don't have time for stuff, we'll ask clients to go through, literally take us through your day and we'll add stuff in. So if you're nursing, we'll have you practice some pelvic tilts, you know, just like things like yeah. that. So that just like you're doing as well, so that we're taking, what are you already doing? And just like making some tweaks, but oh, I a really good point with mm -hmm. the, the mental aspect of it, because that is something I work on with people. Um, children can pick up on our mental space so quickly. Um, they are like little sponges to our stress and to our anxiety. Um, and that's something I really didn't want to put on my kids as I entered this space and I was trying to heal him. And, um, I didn't want them picking up on like my high stress mm. personality. So I do get more anxious and stressed out easier. Um, and I just didn't want them to pick up on that. So I do work on that with moms and parents. I, I'm like, they will feel your stress about their constipation. Stop mm. talking you know, yeah. 
if you want to talk about it with your husband, talk about it when the kids go to bed. Don't talk about their skin issues and their constipation and how it's so stressful in front of them mm. because it's really going to affect their mental state as well. Like they, they need to, they deserve to be happy and make sure they're belly laughing and doing all these things that um, increase these positive hormones in them. Um, so when you mentioned that, it made me think about how important that mental space um, and where they are mentally is even for kids. It's so true. And they pick up on so much. And even I know when my, since my son has been really, really little, he gets in that like special, happy, giggly belly laugh place before (laughs) bedtime. And I love that. And I've definitely had in-laws be like, Oh, you're getting them all riled up right before bed. Um, and it's like, you're not, you're actually releasing some really great hormones that are going to help him sleep. Um, which I didn't know. I just thought, you know, laughter is good. Bonding is good. I'm not going to tamp this down because it's before bedtime. I have something with each of my kids that makes them laugh really hysterically when I'm putting them to bed. Um, so it, it's, a, it's good. It ends their day knowing that, you know, mom and dad loves them and makes them laugh and there's joy. And that's really good for them as they sleep. Um, these are small things that people, I don't think realize how they're important they are. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like um, for, you know, people listening, if you're considering, if you're kind of listening to this and hearing like, uh, I definitely, um, have a child who could benefit from this in my family, or I know a child, um, that could really benefit from this. Something that I feel like I hope you're gleaning is just kind of that place of balance that Wendy is coming from. So clearly, of course, a place of passion, and she has been doing this for years in her own life. So please no compare and despair, but just know that there is such a, a, a place of balance, um, and you know, forgiveness and self-love that is coming at this because we all just want the best for our kids. And if you don't have, you know, if you don't have all the time to be doing, um, some of this research or trying to figure out what those swaps are, then go to Wendy Mm -hmm. and ask her to kind of do that for you because she has this wealth of knowledge that we can apply. And that's, you know, having, um, a health and wellness coach is so beneficial. And you're not saying like, oh, I'm not in control of my own choices. You're in fact saying I want more control and I'm going to honor my time and I'm going to honor someone else's expertise. And, and everyone has these people that, I mean, I know a lot about pediatric wellness, but I still have friends that I go to like for advice, Mm -hmm. like it's really, it's a never ending cycle of learning. And, um, it's really important to have someone in your corner too, um, to bounce ideas off of. Um, so I think it's really important that people understand kind of where I'm coming from and, um, what they would get out of a relationship like that. Absolutely. I mean, collaboration is just key. And that's why we started this podcast to show that we really are stronger together when we can connect different fields. And like for us at OrthoPelvic, you know, we have different doctors on staff and we love our Wednesday staff meetings when we get to collaborate. And of course, we're chatting about things throughout the day, um, but having that time to really get together once a week and share new, exciting things that are happening or exercises that you came up with. And um, it's just, it's just a a really helpful thing because we, are always learning and growing and our minds are amazing, but we just can't hold all that we might like to at one time. And we need each other. Um, and we need to be able to say, you know, if I have, um, if I have a pediatric pelvic health patient that is musculoskeletally doing really some phenomenal things and making some strides, but we need more of the nutrition and the wellness piece, then I feel great as a provider, because I can say we're one piece of this puzzle, but don't worry. I have a vetted provider that I'm going to send you to, to 
to help you with this other piece. And that's, what's really important to us to have um, these people in our community. And we are so lucky in this kind of, um, like Loudoun County, Fairfax County, Northern Virginia, we actually, we have so many really caring, wonderful providers. It's astounding. I'm so grateful. Um, for pediatrics, there's, we always have someone we can refer that is like-minded. Um, you just have to ask. Yeah, so. absolutely. And that, yeah. So if you, you know, need some help and need some referring out, um, that's also a really, really great service, but, um, any, so any collaboration stories that you want to share, any like success stories with that, that were particularly gratifying that kind of come to mind for you? Well, I think that, like you said, this area is so great about that. Um, whether you are looking for pediatric wellness or you're looking for female or pelvic floor wellness, like, um, you know, you guys came to my husband's gym and did, mm-hmm. um, my husband owns a CrossFit gym and they, Arthur Public came and did, a a, um, workshop workshop. Mm -hmm. loved it. Um, so that was really great collaboration. Um, I collaborate with Katie McDonald as well. She's a, she's the owner of pure pediatric wellness. She's my kids provider. Um, and so like the, like I said before, if, if I don't know how to help you or any, or a professional doesn't know how to help you, we will find someone in this area that can help you. I also collaborate with connect first. You mentioned them. Um, I have an amazing client that I met there. Um, so th- it's just, there's a lot in this area and um, a lot of collaboration to be had and that I have had in this area for sure. It's so true. And I think that we all, it's like, a, there's a unique perspective that we have uh, that shouldn't be unique, but just that we're better together and that mm-hmm. we need, we really need to kind of come together to, to best support people because um, as kind of, I don't know, I just feel like, especially in the medical field, people really think whatever their specialty is, is like the be all end all. And we try really hard at orthopelvic to just know that we're kind of one slice um, of getting someone to a better place of wellness. And that's why, you know, on our referral sheet, of course we have health practitioners, but we also have therapists and spiritual healers and that, you know, we have any number of resources so that we can kind of approach it. But yeah, I'm really grateful that we're a part of this awesome community. But it's very, it is my favorite when I have a client or I'm talking to someone and their medical provider is willing to speak to me because that is because I'm not against doctors. I'm all about the collaboration because if you can have a team of people helping your child, um, that is so much more beneficial than people that are in opposite corners kind of, you know, going back and forth. So um, collaboration is key for sure. Absolutely. Now, Wendy, anything new that people need to be on the lookout for from you? Or um, I am, I'm developing a newsletter. Oh, um, very cool. Site is super new. I'm still working on it all the time. So I encourage people to go to it. But um, I am working on a newsletter that I'm hoping people will sign up for just with mom hacks, tips, um, seasonal, you know, tips, you know, to prevent and treat cold and flu season, just Mm. all the things that, um, go through as moms. Um, and I'm working on developing that. So it's not, it's not ready yet, but it will be. And I'll, I'll let you know when it is. That's Um, phenomenal. And I'm always trying to put out um, stuff on social media. I'm still learning Instagram big time. I've never been a big Instagram person, but I'm learning. So I try to put as much information as I can on my Instagram. I'm not about you having to buy information from me. I want to provide it. Um, so on Instagram, for sure. I try to put out a lot of information. I'm like, I said, I'm still learning it for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, this will be in the show notes, but at Peds Wellness Coaching um, is Wendy's Instagram. So Peds, P-E-D-S, Wellness Coaching, and then www.pediatricwellnesscoaching.com for that website. And definitely stay tuned. I mean, things like a newsletter, that is such an amazing free resource that we can glean so much from. And if, when it's, you know, from a a source that you trust, so that'd be phenomenal, especially like, you know, with flu season coming up and then, you know, once the spring hits and we're all so excited, but we need to help our little ones deal with allergies and uh, things like that. There's lots of seasonal mom hacks in there for sure. And lots of nutrition hacks as well. Those are my, one of my favorite. I love it. And then, um, for just our wonderful, silly little wrap up question, um, Wendy, tell us who is your celebrity crush? (laughs) Um, most important question. (laughs) Even my husband will tell you my celebrity crush is Kevin Costner. Um, circa what era all the time? crush on Kevin Costner like since I was little and he was like in Robin Hood so um even my husband could attest to that one so pretty um he's getting a little older now but yeah still are you gonna trade him in or is it just gonna be young Kevin Costner is gonna be your crush oh so maybe I'll just mature with him I don't know. <laughs> there you go there you go no shame there um, oh my gosh Wendy thank you so much for for coming on and sharing with us definitely please um come back and share uh, some great tips with us, especially as this newsletter comes out and we can kind of get that to the people. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Oh, I'm so glad. All right. And everyone again at Peds Wellness Coaching for her Instagram, lots of good stuff there constantly um, and pediatricwellnesscoaching.com for that website. All right. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you so much. If you like this podcast, please download, share and review so that we can continue to share our mission more widely and support even more women and women-owned businesses on their wellness journey and self-care journey. You can also find us at www.orthopelvicpt.com, on Instagram and YouTube at orthopelvicpt, and on TikTok at orthopelvicpt1. At orthopelvicpt, we are primarily pelvic health therapists that practice treating hip pain, low back pain, leakage, postpartum, pregnancy, pubic symphysis dysfunction, prolapse, tailbone pain, and the list goes on and on. Whether you are struggling with acute pain or chronic issues, we would love to chat with you and recommend the next steps of just giving us a call and we'd love to chat today. Thank you.